Welcome to Rock Nation Real Talk, brought to you by The Rock Center, located in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Welcome to uh, this episode of Rock Nation Podcast. Uh, Rock Nation Podcast is an outreach of The Rock Center here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And The Rock Center stands for, or Rock stands for Renewing Our City. And our guest today is LaSharon Taylor. And uh, LaSharon, we... uh, um, met we started my family started or my wife and i started going to uh, uh, new city church and that's where we met LaSharon, and we have the opportunity to uh, to serve together in in worship and in choir and that and uh, but i have come to learn that there's much more to LaSharon taylor uh than than that and so uh, LaSharon, thanks for being on the program yep no problem thank you for inviting me steve appreciate it uh, t- so, so tell us a little bit, uh, and again, today's subject, just so to, to let folks know, is uh, we want to talk about historical or healing from historical violence. How do we begin uh, healing in our home after uh, racial, social, uh, racial, social, and uh, injustice uh, and civil unrest? And so that's, that's the nature of our call today or our talk today. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it'll go exactly, we don't know, but uh, that's going to be the, the head subject matter. So Tell us a little bit about yourself, LaSharon. Sure, yes. So um, I am a licensed mental health counselor in Cedar Rapids. I'm based out of Cedar Rapids. Uh, My address is 3330 Southgate Court, Southwest. Um, And the name of the company is Tailored Live Transitions Counseling. Um, And what we specialize there is historical, well, racialized trauma, combat-related trauma, uh, also, uh, just change of life events. That's typically who I've been working with or people who are struggling with change of life events and adjustments. Um, and what led me to this is that I am a veteran. I am still serving in the Kansas um, Army National Guard. I experienced racialized and um, sexual related trauma in uh, the military. I've learned how to overcome those. I'm a survivor, um, and I've learned how to overcome a lot of those um, difficulties, and the difficulties I experienced in the military was not necessarily knowing how to pinpoint what it is that I was experiencing at the time. Mm -hmm. Like I knew that there were things I was experiencing and that they were wrong. Um, I knew that they fell in line with the equal opportunity um, there, that it was out of compliance with equal opportunity regulations and then trying to walk that fine line of, do I address this? How do I address this? And ultimately I was able to find a space for myself. And as I was finding that space for myself, um, I learned that through counseling, um, you know, my therapist was a Caucasian lady and was a white lady. And um, even though she wasn't able to necessarily understand because she also had a background in substance use, mm-hmm. um, you know, the experiences and, you know, addressing those difficulties, substance use disorders, which I also specialize in um, with an international alcohol and drug counseling um, certification. We learned how to overcome a lot of the barriers I experienced. So together and, um, you know, being how I was raised in the church that we don't just rise up for ourselves. We 
reach out and try to help mm-hmm. other people. And that's what I do with Tailored Life. And that's why I'm here today, you know, talking with you, Steve. And, and uh, where can folks find out more information about Tailored Life? What's the, what's the web address? So it's, um, well, it, the easiest place to find me is on go. Psychology <laughs> Today. <laughs> the easiest place to find me is on Psychology Today. Um, you can just look up Lachere and Taylor and um, you'll be able to find me. Or if there, people are looking for um, a person of color, you can actually type in on Psychology Today, uh, African-American therapists, and I would show up on there along with the, you know, uh, eight other um, therapists in the Lynn County area who specialize in racialized trauma. Well, thank you uh, on behalf of Rock Nation and, and the community uh, for the work that you do and being able to take. Uh, and I think this is I think this is a message, too, that that um, we want to encourage is those individuals that that do go through trauma to be able to then take that and to do like you're doing now you're transitioning and now you're helping others mm-hmm. that have, have, uh, have gone through uh, trauma and, and things of that nature. And uh, so uh, um, thank you very much uh, for, for that work. And uh, I'd like to, again, as we, as we talk about uh, historical violence and you, you deal a lot with, with families, correct? You deal a lot with families and work with, with families. And so I would assume just as any trauma, there's uh, adults handle things differently than children. And, uh, you know, but if we, if we attempt to work with children and, and uh, um, assist children as we do adults, uh, it's not, not going to work. How do we have these difficult conversations with, uh, about racial uh, issues and, and the complexity of it and all? How do we have those conversations with our, our, our youth? Okay. Well, the best way for families that I found is by introducing it through literature. So if you find any books like the New York, there's a New York Times article that had some really great books that I was able to utilize um, uh, to begin introducing those concepts. But I also um, uh, introduced to my patients about just like diversity in general. Um, uh, the, there's one through um, Gabby um, Garcia and um, she talks, it, it's called, I can do hard things. It introduces just diversity in general. So beginning to build that relationship of, you know, there's diversity among all of us. And it has really good pictures of different people of colors and different races and even abilities, physical abilities, limitations in that book. And it's free right now, by the way, on Amazon Kindle. And if you have Amazon Kindle um, subscription and in that book, it just introduces those, you know, concepts of, how you can do hard things, how you can live and breathe through resistance, just normal resistance. So I try to set that foundation of building your own children up, letting them know you are capable, you are good enough. Um, you know, if so someone else learned at this level, that doesn't mean that you can't do it as well. Um, so someone else is doing something. It doesn't mean that you can't do it too. Uh, beginning to build that level. And then as you're thinking about racial and social distress we break it down to what that looks like in the home 
So we give those simple examples of, okay, so do you remember when um, mommy wasn't listening or when dad wasn't listening and we were on our cell phones and you kept on asking us for something that you mm -hmm. needed and um, being able to break it down to that level of understanding. If you're working with teens, you're talking about, okay, remember you kept on telling me you need to get to this location. You need to get to that appointment. You need to see your friends. And I said, well, I'm too busy for this, but you're trying to tell me that social interaction is really what you're needing right now. You need to be right. away from, you need to be around right. some people who are around your yeah. age. Um, like understanding what that feels like and what you at, like them as a child end up doing to act out at times, you know, so that we can communicate in another way. How, what are the other ways that we're communicating in the home? And what does that look like at a larger scale? So mm -hmm. just beginning to um, express that and communicate that on those small levels to say, hey, this is what this begins, this is what social and civil unrest starts to look like on a larger scale. Um, and that way, you know, youths and families, they're able to understand that, I found. Um, there's, there's, obviously, there's, there's a, a lot of complexity to, to this, uh, to this issue. Um, do you, do you, ex uh, you know, do you, do you expose them to, um, what aspects of, of this issue do, do you expose them to? Is it, uh, I would assume perhaps uh, dependent upon their age level. How do we, how do we go about uh, measuring how much we expose them to this issue and the, the, the evils or the, the goods, whatever that might be? Okay, so I found that um, you can limit the exposure as much as your family's understanding is. If your is understanding is not at the level of I can you know, completely articulate this to my child, um, or I need help articulating this, then you limit the exposure based on that. You still want to provide your children, especially when they're smaller age, a really healthy sense of security. And um, because if they don't feel safe in their home and they're having nightmares and things like that, that starts to bring additional and unnecessary distress, uh, we found. But it's still important to not um, cut them off completely. So um, what we found is that instead of having images up, you know, just like in the 1930s and 40s where you listen to a radio or you listen to a podcast, that your children might hear some of what's going on, but they don't have to see everything. Um, mm -hmm. That visual mm -hmm. images do stick with children much more long-term than, you know, uh, other... Um, media outlets at what point do you begin to uh, and, and and again this is all um it's going to be measured and it's there's not going to be a a, a one-size-fits-all right uh but at what point do you begin then to introduce them into uh peaceful ways of of uh, addressing these particular issues be it marching protesting you know uh at what point, you know, does a does a family decide, you know, this is a this is a safe environment for me to do this, uh, and safe in the sense of of for their own psyche and, and mental health? At what point you begin to to maybe introduce that, and and can you share a little bit about the 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 uh, 
the power and the positive impact of those types of things. Absolutely. I've heard things like from five-year-olds wanting to create signs Mm -hmm. for people um, who are protesting to be for us as parents or caregivers to um, go ahead and support them with those things. Um, That if they have a voice, that that means that we're seeing hearing and believing them when they're telling us that it, they're, they've got something inside of them that they want to share. Um, in fact, like when we're tying that to any Christian values, that um, holds true to the virtue of testimony, of just being able to share what your what the Holy Spirit is telling mm-hmm. you or, or in, in terms of um, mental health, we call that intuitive intelligence, what your intuition is telling you that you need to do and to be able to trust those things. So we can talk to them about that um, at that level. And then also as far as people's mental health, when they know that um, being in large crowds, for instance, you're struggling with generalized anxiety and panic attacks, going to a large crowd in an event or, um, or even with post-traumatic stress disorder too, going to large crowds and events, those are things that trigger you. Um, Being able to assist ourselves and be gracious with ourselves and understand that all of us can have a role in this if we still want to be supportive. Um, And that can come in the form of, you know, um, you know, making sandwiches, handing out water bottles, purchasing water bottles, um, making t-shirts, um, or even like helping other organizers with their Excel sheets and calling people back, following up on that, making donations or raising uh, funds for, you know, people at different, different levels that you're feeling passionate about. That, um, you know, when we're thinking about the civil rights movement itself, the freedom writers, they um, also, you know, had people making them sandwiches. That was just as much a part of their self-sustaining abilities to cope and not have to worry about certain things um, like their basic needs as, you know, being on the front lines. They, they're all important. So being able to address yourself, check in with yourself and identify where you're at and to be gracious with yourself in terms mm-hmm. of how you can be a part of that. Um, If you're on the front lines, we as parents, when we're concerned about our youths, about our teenagers, um, because they may not be regulated, um, we can um, absolutely put our foot down because we know our youths and say, I don't want you to go. I don't think this is good for you to go. And, um, you know, if you do go, you have consequences. So this is what these look like. (laughs) I mean, still being able to have those firm boundaries as parents is just as important during this time as anything else, especially when you know your child. So it's Mm -hmm. really important to be able to share those things. For for those uh, we we have, and I don't know, again, if if this is going to be out before or after our our weekend uh, Saturday of a protest uh, here in town in, in Cedar Rapids. Yes. Uh, be a, a, a protest and, and uh, be a, a time at, at Green Square Park and then uh, a march following that. Uh, as you know, one of the questions that uh, oftentimes get brings up, uh, brought up, okay, you know, what, what's the benefit of protest? Um, and, and what are the different, different uh, um, 
portions of that and how do they benefit you know uh, obviously we see uh, we see rioting looting those things and a lot of that gets a lot of the the media attention mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and protests can be very peaceful and unfortunately a lot of those don't get uh, the media attention but walk us through protests what's a benefit why certain things benefit and 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 I'm speaking from a I was referring to myself the other day you know as a as a, a GWP a geriatric white man you know, I'm a 54 year old right um, and, and, and you know my 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 um, my experience with protests uh, are, are not vast uh, by any uh, any stretch of the imagination and so uh, help educate me as well on uh, on their purpose, their value, uh, and potentially some some uh, some dangers, if you will. Okay, absolutely. So I will start with the purpose of a protest. So the purpose of a protest is for people who know that things are wrong and know that they need to be heard, um, is to be active in that process of their voices being heard. They may not have experienced injustice themselves, but they may have seen it and may not have spoken up at the time, uh, or maybe they did and they just weren't heard. So um, when you're gathering together as a body, it's saying we're together, we're unified in this cause, we have this specific message that we want to share, and we're going to shout it out. We're, you know, we've tried to say things peacefully, we've tried to say things quietly, we've tried to be um, diplomatic, um, maybe we have signed policy letter- letters, and um, or maybe we have called our congressman or senator, um, and we just weren't heard. Um, perhaps we applied to sit on a board and we were denied. You know, those are all those are all the reasons and purposes behind having a peaceful protest that's loud. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> you're together, but you're loud, and you know right. you're not going to be there quietly. That's actually um, a skill that we call being um, assertive. So you are not just being you're not just being loud, but you're being assertive. Um, that they know that you're serious and it's coming from that regulated place when you're doing a peaceful protest. Um, uh, the other um, questions that you asked me was, you know, um, what is what what are some of the dangers um, behind uh, the protests? Right. Um, the dangers of protests are that people who have malicious intent mm-hmm. um, that they can use that just like any other medium of communication. They can use that um, as an opportunity to introduce um, violence and hatred and Mm -hmm. anger and incite people um, with that. So um, to dysregulate them, to throw them off their center and, um, Mm -hmm. and even in a lot of ways, minimize the message of the majority um, who are present. So the dangers of that are, um, people will see the negative and even, um, you know, police officers or peace officers, um, and in some cases, uh, military members, they will see the dangers and respond to the danger versus seeing what the majority are doing. So that it's, you know, management by chaos. It's not a new um, uh, uh, tool. It's not nothing new. We've seen this in the past as well. So um, being able to identify that as management by chaos, how can we shut this down? How can we minimize this and discredit it? We will, you know, try to incite violence or incite, you know, looting 
and, mm-hmm. you know, discredit a whole group of people. So right. the dangers right. of that are that you can be lumped, you as a peaceful person can be lumped in with that group. Um, and then, you know, um, not necessarily know how to protect yourself. Um, so those are the dangers of, of protest. Mm-hmm. And I, I recently saw a, uh, just a, a short clip that, that speaks to that where, uh, there was a, uh, um, a young African-American woman and she was peacefully protesting and uh, a, a few ladies came up and started spray painting on a building and uh, spray painting slogans and different things. And, and she's, uh, and they were not uh, African-American. They had masks on, but you could tell they were not. And, and uh, um, she was going, please stop doing this. We, we don't want you to do this because then we will, we'll be blamed. Uh, don't do this. And that was just a, a, a prime example. Eventually they were, they were able to get them away, but again, the, the, the damage had, had, uh, had been done. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I think it's, it's, it's challenging, particularly with, with, uh, with media today, uh, you know, there's, everybody has an angle, unfortunately, uh, whether it's uh, right, left, in between, you know, all of that. And uh, I think it's, it's challenging to be able to, uh, identify, you know, to, to differentiate. And, and so, um, in that discussion, um, you know, is, is there, how do we go about doing that? How do we support, if we're not people of color, how do we support and, and, and work to ensure that, uh, the, the message is being heard, communicated, and, uh, you know, these types of things don't happen and thereby, therefore, stealing away from the message. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's better in any relationship to come alongside, mm-hmm. to come alongside each other, just like in marriage or any other business relationship where you may not agree on everything, but um, if you're agree- in agreement on the, pro- like the primary message which is that inequity needs to go we need to address this um being able to come alongside people is really important so um making those choices from an empowered place so white white my white brothers and sisters okay so you can you can um like one of my mentors angie greeno um amazing woman by the way she has given me the invitation. She didn't push her intention or support onto me. She gave me the invitation. Um, And, uh, you know, we also both practice yoga and she's much more of an avid yogi than I, but she said one day that I sent my intention today to your kidneys, which means that she was praying over my body um, because that's where sometimes we hold a lot of tension. So you can do things um, on that end and just send a message of encouragement. You can come alongside and send the invitation so that if we need to have that space and have the discussion with you, we can make that empowered choice to say, yes, I do want to talk with you. I do want to make sure you understand me. And that, and that often opens up the opportunity for us to then just share and create that um, inclusion with you. Um, and, you know, obviously there's the other things that I mentioned before. You can donate 
Um, there's like the, the Eastern Iowa Community Bond Project for people who are protesting. You know, we know that some people are going to have already gone to jail, you know, for peacefully protesting against police by brutality and violence. Um, so if that's something that's on your heart to do, um, please do that. Um, and, you know, learn, you know, educate yourself, you know, just like in any other relationship, you're spending time getting to know them. Yeah. You can't do all the uh, educating by hearing us that actually puts us in a situation of being drained. Um, mm -hmm. So it's important for you to also just to observe, to read, to, you know, watch documentaries, you know, like also read those books of community inclusion to your children introduce your children to equity and um inclusion like those are the ways that we really we really need you to stand by us and obviously um support policies support <laughs> things that, that support equity and you know uh, you yeah. know if you're already trained in that um in reading the fine print please do it yeah yeah i uh, uh oftentimes um when you come into a situation where you know you, you begin to educate yourself and and you begin to to uh, align yourself with and, and the temptation is to okay, okay you know I'm here to help uh, and and uh, um, it sounds like I think even even more so uh, and and I had a a, a friend um, that recently made connection with on on, on Facebook and and. Uh, uh, a question that was posed by by another one was uh, uh, it was um, uh, hashtag uh, black people and then it was um, you know how can your your brothers and sisters in Christ that that uh, are not people of color how can they how can they support you how can they best help you uh, and it was a just a beautiful thing that she put out of just simply saying you know bottom line was hey just be there support us, pray for us, love us, uh, and only do that which God's telling you to do. Don't, don't feel compelled that you have to uh, do everything and, and uh, be the hero, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not empowerment. So no, it's, <laughs> it's you not. like another person rescuing us is not um, people learning how to feel empowered. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. It's, it's the, you know, I, I joke with the, with, uh, my my wife, who 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 you know, and, and she would always relay the story of of you know her dad would would be teaching her how to mow the lawn, but you know it was three quarters of the lawn would be done, and then he'd be okay, he, you know here you go, but you know she never got to do it herself, and so there's always this 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 learning curve is is immense um, yes. because yes. of that. But we have a tendency, I think, to uh, to you know, geez, we want to right this wrong, um, but I think we have to be careful to recognize that um, our helping to right the wrong is, as you say, uh, supporting, uh, coming alongside. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. as we look at it from a, a, a systemic, um, and as, as we kind of begin to wrap up here, as we look at it from a, a systemic uh, issue, um, this, I know this is a big, big question. We can take the whole program on it. Uh, what needs to begin to happen? What are some small things that, you know, that begin, need to begin to happen? The main small things are start in your home and then to your neighborhood. If you're a part of a neighborhood association um, and there's one near you, begin, 
you know, attending a few of those meetings out of the year. Like you start with your home, you can easily, you know, read a book to your kid where your child or to your family, um, or even listen to a podcast with your family. So you're all learning together. Um, and then, you know, go to your neighborhood association um, if you belong to one or to even to your city council meetings, begin to hear and read, you know, some of those things from that systemic um, aspect. Um, and if you have that ability, perhaps you have like closer relationships with your county, um, you know, supervisors or county officials, you know, attending those meetings and, you know, being willing to send an email or send, make a phone call. You know, um, if even if you're not able to attend those meetings, read the minutes. You can read the minutes to a lot of these meetings online and say, hey, wait a second. Mm -hmm. That You know, look, I see newspaper articles about that all the time about, how, you know, editorial. Hey, this happened and I don't agree with it. Why isn't that this isn't a public vote? Those are the things that start to begin to create systemic changes. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, those are the things that I've also learned from, you know, my community outreach, you know, work in different civic uh, organizations. So, um, I appreciate you saying the part about, uh, you know, uh, read them together or watch it together as a family, because I think as, as parents, as adults, uh, we need to be, be there to be there and for conversation and to be able to add uh, clarity and allow those questions to, uh, to be answered. Because, I remember, you know, with questions, certain questions come up that parents don't want to answer, uh, you know, as we're going up, we're going to find the answer somewhere. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. we're going to go out somewhere to find that answer. So uh, if you as a parent or an adult, uh, you know, an appropriate adult want to uh, to uh, ensure that the, the proper dialogue is there, then, then we need to be the ones having those those conversations. Uh, LaSharon, thank you again for uh, for being on uh, this um Hopefully this won't be the only time uh, yeah. that you're on. I uh, want to make this, uh, this available. But is there anything that you'd like to, to add in, in closing uh, at all? Again, I know it's a, a lot of things. Um, but uh, what encouragement can you share? Right. Just remember to breathe and to um, enjoy each other, that we need to look at each other from a place of humanity and love each other for it. Um, versus creating that division. That's Those are my closing comments. All right. Thank you. Again, this has been uh, Steve Wilson with the Rock Nation podcast. And our desire really is for um, real people and real relationships meeting real needs. And so we appreciate so much for Sharon being a guest on the program. Right. Thank you. Bye, you. Bye, all. You bet.